Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and happy holidays from Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis Dahl from Summer Dental Laboratories in Zionsville, Indiana, and we are at episode number 39. Unfortunately, Barbara cannot be here today. She tells me that Night Dental Group had an epic Christmas party last night, so she's spending the weekend with friends and family. I hope everyone is enjoying their holiday. This episode comes out on Christmas Eve, so everyone listening on the day it comes out, I thank you. I don't think there's going to be many because I hope you're all celebrating with your friends and family. Just know that once all the celebration is over and you need to get away from your family, all the episodes will be here anytime you want. I suggest locking yourself in your closet with an iPhone and some headphones and enjoying all of Voices from the Bench. Last week, we started a conversation with Alex and Danielle Munche. This week, they join us and they talk more about their day-to-day operation within Zon Technique, how they get new clients, and how they find new employees. So join us as we continue with the Wunches. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. Yeah, so I'm really just waiting till I hear from that person, and hopefully one day I can really openly about. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So Alex, when you're not speaking or taking pictures, doing the photography deal, what do you do on your day-to-day routine at Zon Technique? In Zon Technique? Yeah. Yeah, I told you already. I just sit there and look cute. I'm not doing anything. Well, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm basically, I'm very hyperactive. So I'm, I'm running around like a little bunny from one edge to the other edge or corner to the other corner. And I'm just trying to to um, kill fires. <laughs> Mainly, I mean, my passion in dental, I mean, I said I'm a dental technician, I do everything, but my passion is ceramic. So I definitely mm-hmm. see myself home in the ceramic, what I'm doing most of the day, basically, in, in, in San Technique when, when I'm at the bench. I'm also doing a lot of the complex cases here, basically planning, case planning, engineering, and also finishing of working on complex cases and also of course cat cam cat cam is definitely one of my passions as well besides ceramic in, in, in dentistry because it's just moving so fast and it's so interesting what's what's uh, coming out literally every every week almost now and i mean you know my my speaking kind of focus a lot of digital dentistry and new, new progressive dentistry basically so that's kind of what i'm concentrating on of course Customer communication, this is one of my parts in the laboratory, what I'm doing all day long, um, discussing cases, especially we have these big cases, there, there has to be a lot of communication with the customers. And um, then, yeah, it's just us keeping customers happy as well. If there is a fire, build a fire with the customer and, and getting to a good result. That's, of course, also a big, big portion. Of course, taking care of my team. That's, that's uh, in, in the production. We have a, a great team. A very interesting team, and um, it's it's fun with working with them. They're phenomenal technicians, and taking care for them and, and, and uh, make sure everything runs very smooth and round. Yeah, sounds like you stay pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. How do you find technicians in your area? I mean, you're you're in uh, Miami, right? Or where are you at? 
We are Miami, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's tough because, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you barely find anybody really you can, you can just build on right now. You have to totally train them. We were locked out a little bit the last couple years, I would say, because we have make, we have make feather our, our technical college here. And um, so we actually got technicians from there, which was fantastic. But um, right now, there's nothing coming. So it's a little bit dry. And um, we're trying to find basically technicians in social media. Of course, we've made some job postings out there. Um, we got some feedback today from some kind of people they called or people they called, hey, I know somebody. So that's kind of where we're counting on. So we'll, we'll see. And we have a very unique team here. And um, also that person has to fit in. We're, we're, we're a boutique lab. We're not a, a, a big production yeah. or we are not a technicians in, in, in one big, big uh, laboratory. We are 12 people. That's why I asked the question because I know a little bit about your lab and I know you do a lot of really hard cases. I'm sure you have some, you know, single units, but you do a lot of really difficult cases. And to find that level of technician nowadays is, you know, really, it's a struggle. Um, I'm looking for one right now. And I mean, I can't, I can't find them. So God bless those that have that skill, but it's difficult for us lab owners that need it um, to find it. So I was just curious if you had any tips for me. Like I said, social media, I mean, the good thing is I'm very active there. So people kind of friend with me and stuff so they see what, what, what we're looking for and then with the lecturing and travel of course some you, you spread the word basically so also there is some activity there so we'll see we'll, we'll find someone some, sometime yeah I saw your Facebook ad so it works it's out there yeah I can tell you saw yeah. it <laughs> I applied I didn't hear anything back but I applied <laughs> I could apply if I wanted to move over to you, but I don't know. I can't find anybody. Anybody. Yeah. How many people do you have now in Florida location? Um, we're about, I would say, 70 technicians and then a lot of admin. We're about 115 overall. Out of those 70, maybe two or three, and this is no disrespect for my technicians, but two or three that probably could work for you, which is for a big lab, we have a very large um, CAC department, which are comprehensive aesthetic department, but we don't do uh, the hybrids and all the amazing stuff that you do. I look at, you know, what you do and I'm like, damn, it's amazing. <laughs> Pretty. How long has Zon Technique been around? I don't think I grasped the years. Yeah, so Zon Technique is around since almost 50 years now. Wow, yeah. really? You're actually, I had no idea. I think the, right now the longest or oldest still working dental laboratory in Miami. I don't know, even South Florida, I wouldn't say that, but in Miami, definitely. So the previous owner, he founded us in the crazy 70s, so 1970, right? Also, he was German. He's still German. He's still alive um, with his wife. So um, he's German as well. And then built really a very, very successful and very high-end business here. And then, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Has it always been around a 12-ish person lab? Or? Yes. I mean, he, when he built it up, he started by himself um, with his wife and um, also husband and wife team, same what we do now. And they Interesting. basically then up to a nine, 10 people uh, or person team and then up to 11, 12, sometimes 13 people. So always in the same size. And um, some even we took over in the peaks, we were kind of 13, 14 and down to 11, 12. So that's always in the same size about we are i mean you guys know you you're, you're 12 people today you're 10 people tomorrow sometimes oh yeah so 
um, yeah, that's kind of how it, we always were that size. Um, yeah. So what's the future? Are you looking to stay that size, stay your, your niche market? Or are you looking to grow into a larger lab? For the future, the goal is basically in two to three years, going to Barb and buying her out at night dental. No, it's just too Nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the future is, of course, we want to grow. I still see myself still home in, in high-end and really high-quality, high-end uh, segment. So it always will be a boutique-style dental laboratory. But um, mm-hmm. we definitely we have to grow. My philosophy or my... I'm, I'm definitely... Um, how to say that? Yeah, my philosophy is basically if you have a business and you don't grow anymore, you die. Um, and that's kind of I think, yep. very, very important. Um, I agree. You can, grow, you can grow slow, you can grow fast, but you, ha- you have to grow. And we're making it very organic. Uh, the high-end market, I see there is there is a little boom. There is a grow right now. Uh, we're feeling it on our own that we're getting quite a, a lot of new customers in that market, in that segment, in high-end. And um, we're enjoying that, literally, and uh, that helps us to grow, basically. But high-end is still small, and because of pricing, of course, as well, um, it's not a fast growth. So I see ourselves growing slow, but but static, and um, maybe to a, I would say maybe five person lab at some point. We talk about that a lot as well, and I think, like, yes, everybody wants to grow, but we also talk about... There are certain levers that we can definitely push or pull, but we want to make sure that we have all the foundation in place, especially because we are, we've now been owners for four years. We want to make sure that we can really, as we bring on every new client, that we can support them and still maintain and meet the expectations that we've set out. I think that would be a, a failure, you know, if we grow and then we can no longer really meet those core values and, and propositions that we had set forth with with our organization so it's been really like it's i would say measured growth um just to make sure that we can also keep anybody who we do bring on as new clients so like how do you guys um acquire a new client that kind of gives me a little segue into that i know you do some marketing so how do you go about gaining a new client or bringing on that business. I know in, not until you're ready, but like, do you market? The, the high-end market is very sensitive and uh, you cannot get new clients with cold calls, for example, mm-hmm. or going door to door. That doesn't work in the high-end market. Um, it's basically, let me say ear to mouth. Yeah. No. It's, it's, or it's, mouth to ear. <laughs> so referrals, um, word of mouth, referrals. Word so, mouth, exactly. uh, you know, a happy client is going to become your a raving fan. And mm-hmm, tell their colleagues about you. And that's really it. It's like creating raving fans is really what we try to do. And if you are happy with what we do, then you're going to talk about us. And that's really how we've been growing our business. Yep. It's then talking about us to their colleagues, whether it's at a study club or whether they're just out playing golf. And then we have their colleagues and at some point contacting us and um, talking about a case that might be challenging and then feeling, you know, like they want to then send the case with us. And they like to, which is, we like that as well, to walk a little bit before you run because um, we like to get to know each other. Yeah. yeah I always say, you know, you talk with clients and or with, with, with maybe future clients and, yeah, Alex, I'm, I'm waiting for that case to send to you. It's really challenging, but she has to come out. She or he has to come to the practice. I say, you know what? 
why not first dating before you marry me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, I agree. Really easy, peasy grounds just to, to start with to see if you even like my style. Because as a boutique lab, you have a certain style of cases. You're more into art, you're more into creativity, into natural looks, basically. So you, you have to like what we do. If you don't like that and we're starting a big case, you will be disappointed and you will never send a case again. So I would like to know what you like and you, you have to see what I can deliver. Yeah, so it's kind of very, very challenging in a market sometimes to get customers' expectation. They are very high if they're already starting with and then they, they're waiting for that case. And that's kind of sometimes a little bit, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's bothers sometimes really. Right. Yeah, stressful. We have that. Yeah, sure. I say, like, on another note, what we do have that we're working through, it's a new challenge. Like, as we have a new client getting to, um, you know, dating them, if you will, and the information. So, like, working with a new client sometimes, um, working on communicating, like, with impressions, something as simple as impression. And when it's not ideal, and it's kind of like, you know, when we call and we speak with them, and they're like, just work with it. Well, it's really hard, you know, like if we don't get the great workup, then it's really hard to create a really beautiful, high quality restoration. So I think that's also, I'm sure everybody encounters, but definitely for the expectations that some people have from a laboratory like this, it doesn't happen out of, you know, out of nowhere. Definitely you have to have great information coming in. Yeah. Oh, sure. Do you ever pick up clients through all your speaking engagements? Do you speak to dentists or do you mostly speak with dental technicians? That's a good question. Yeah, I, I do speak for dentists and uh, I would say it's almost 50-50. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dental technicians, 50% for dentists. Um, and I have to also say that dentist speaking gets more and more, but I enjoy a lot, to be also very honest. And yes, I do pick up clients there as well. I mean, I would lie if I would say no. Um, I would probably, though, I would definitely um, maybe reword that okay. because, I the word, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want anyone to think like when Alex speaks that that is the main goal. Sure. I think that like he definitely has passion. I mean, that's definitely like why the both of you were so kind to be able to speak with us in the evening, you know, for this podcast. Like, there's all there's a mutual passion for dentistry. Mm-hmm. When I worked in my previous position, I also worked in education for a certain amount of years and so I've seen a lot of presenters and I definitely know that when someone presents with the goal of just really like selling themselves yeah, or selling their business, when they're put into a platform to educate, it doesn't go over well. You uh, can tell. Yeah. Exactly. You can, tell. you can definitely tell when they're up there to sell you a product yep. compared to, to educate exactly. you about the product. Yes. I, mean, that's for, I mean, you guys heard me speaking, I think couple times now and i usually my my lectures are never promotional they're always i'm always trying to keep it very very educational and that's i'll do with my lectures to dentists as well for technicians the same way um so yeah but also to be honest i mean we be getting here and there a client out of a lecture of course because he sees what we do and um they, they basically have every every dentist out here has that case <laughs> and and they then yeah. up front and say, yeah, I have that special case. And can you take a look? And then, of course, we discuss it. And yeah, and then we may be ending up uh, doing the case together. And maybe he's happy. Maybe he's not happy. I'm not saying every client or every new client is happy with what we're doing, to be very honest. And I mean, that comes down to, to, to taste. Uh, aesthetic is always a matter of taste. 
function yeah. is a matter of right or wrong, but uh, aesthetic is a matter of taste. And there are dentists, definitely, or patients, they do not like what I do. And I respect that. And there are many friends of mine as dentists, they don't like what I do and they don't work with me, but they are good friends. Too. So that's always comes down to, to basically taste in aesthetic and um, then we'll, we'll just take it from there. Yeah, I agree. What do you exactly speak about when you speak to dentists? Is it clinical technique or is it laboratory technique? So they get a better understanding of what we do in the lab? It's a pretty much a mix. Um, it's Of course, it's laboratory focused. Um, I'm realizing a lot of dentists, they're very curious about our laboratory world. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of about materials. Materials is one of the top topics what dentists would like to know more about because they don't you know that and um, who is better to talk about materials than a dental technician my advantage is that i definitely have a good material knowledge out of my education in germany and i always kept up with that it was always also a a industry passion for myself and um, we are on cutting edge it's on technique in terms of materials have the up and running and, and newest of the newest materials here to play with and to alpha and beta test so I can talk quite a bit about materials and also about the real world, about using these materials in real world cases. And I showed it. And that's kind of, I can tell if oh, dentists, they're pretty bonded into that. They're kind of, oh, wow, this is very interesting. And that's kind of a lot of talks. Implant dentistry, of course, is very, very hot for, for them to talk about implant dentistry workflows. It's, it's a very good topic for dentistry or for dentists to, to listen to from a from a technical perspective, that they can actually deliver better records to us, that we can actually have a better result. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Digital dentistry is is also one of my, my favorite topics to both sides. And I talked to dentists about it, focuses a lot on intro scanning and on possibilities and impossibilities. That is uh, one of my, my newer topics to actually educate them about the current impossibilities in, in digital dentistry because they are also getting kind of a, a little bit how can I point it out to the wrong path basically if you know what I mean from the industry they think they can scan everything what they what they see but it just doesn't work yeah so that's kind of important things to to educate them in and yeah that's that's quite a bit that keeps me busy believe me <laughs> I get that. I actually talked to a dentist just the other day who mentioned to me that he wanted to get a 3D printer to do dentures because he figured it would be a scan and then a button, not understanding <laughs> yes. everything else that's involved Fantastic, with it. Yeah. He really thought it was going to be that easy without a, the thought of design or anything. It was quite a comical conversation, actually. Uh, I have got a question. When you do so much educating... How do you educate yourself? How do you stay current? Where do you learn all your new advances? I mean, what do you what do you seek out? I seek out a lot from the industry, basically, from industry partners or non-partners to see what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now at the, at the position I'm very lucky about and very, very happy that I do get a lot of brand new materials to test, basically. So that's, that's almost self-education. You know, you go through yeah. certain processes with that material and you, you figure things out and you then sit down together with the R&D department from these companies to figure out or even to help them a lot of times to consult them. That's a lot of education. But to be very honest, the best education for me over the last years was actually my own lecturing for my own audience. I appreciate mm. a lot of people that bring a lot of input into lectures. I love to have interactive 
presentations, interactive uh, lectures, because everybody has something to show or something to say. Everybody who is while in the business, especially, and you can learn so much from your own attendees. It's just incredible. So that's kind of also a, a good learning source for me. Awesome. Thanks. Sure. Well, we're wrapping up here. I really appreciate you guys coming on. I learned a lot about where you came from and where you're at and where you're going. What are your predictions for our industry in a whole? Do you see CAD CAM taking over everything? Do you see the denture technician fading away? I've heard predictions of labs going away and we're going to be in dental offices eventually. Where do you guys see our industry going? I I see our industry going in in two different ways. One way is broad mass, basically, the, the big bubble in, in, in the kind of in the lower end quality area, or it's, it's mean to the lower end, but just in, in the broad mass market, basically, the mainstream, let's say, let's say like this very price conscious market, very price sensitive market, that will definitely blow more up, that will definitely grow a lot. Mm-hmm. I do see our industry as well growing in the high end, as long as people have money and people want to afford something special, our profession in terms of the high-end segment, in terms of boutique labs, in terms of handmade, in combination with CAD-CAM, I personally think will not die. It's, it's, it's always said, if you do good work, you will always have a job. Hmm. And um, that's kind of, I I'm definitely live by that philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see it on our own experience now. We, we're growing in our high-end segment kind of like like crazy compared to our mainstream segment, kind of single individual uh, full counter zirconia crowns. I see a big growth in our, our end here. I see more growth in our high-end segment. And, um, and that speaks for itself. Yeah. Yes, I do see also the prediction in the future that the low end will Sorry for low and the mainstream will grow basically will definitely get bigger um, and digital dentistry will take over in that segment a lot. We will do a lot of more automated, automatic uh, produced restoration. We will have a lot of more of that. I see also the venture market go more digital. There's no way around. And I think it's, it's very, very exciting to see that. I do not see the denture technician dying out because we still have to have that person taking care for these dentures and finishing them up. I mean, just when we're printing dentures, we're milling dentures, and they all function, but do they really look like teeth? Actually not. So we still have to have no. these hands, these human hands, basically, to make them look natural and look them like, like real teeth and like real tissue. And I always say digital dentistry is, is phenomenal with the human touch. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very, very important. So just as an example, we're just putting now a, a, a denture characterization course just for, for specific, especially for digital dentures to make them look like real teeth, not like just a printed plastic out of a vending machine, basically. Yeah, so that's kind of a message, basically, that that's, you still need the human touch for that. And I think that will definitely be for the next, for the next, a lot of, a lot of years, for the next years. Yeah. yeah. I definitely see now dying something for the next 10, 20 years. Okay. I love that. Well, thanks again, guys. I appreciate you giving us an hour of your time on a wonderful Tuesday evening. Um, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. I mean, it was really an honor. Thank you for even, you know, thinking about inviting us to be part of what you're doing. 
I love what you're doing, by the way, as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool oh, thank you. To um, give, it's really give back. I mean, sharing knowledge. I mean, it's truly valuable. Um, so giving back to the profession. I think it's also hopefully people are listening to the podcast that you give, and it really inspires them to maybe try something new or go a different direction in their career, or hopefully even stay in this profession. So thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you. I always truly believe that we're just stronger together. Yeah, for sure. That's one of our main goals here is. Yeah. Thank you for the acknowledgement. We appreciate it. Excellent. And thank you for the time as well, Barb. And Barb, please, let's do a glass of wine next week. (laughs) Yes, we need to hook up. We need to send Alex and Elvis away and we need to hang out and have a chat. So I'm all in. <laughs> cool. That would be awesome. You guys played in to be at Visions this year? Next year? I get yeah, so confused. We just talked about it. that. We most likely will skip this year because there's mm-hmm. so much stuff going on. And um, sure. we actually planned a little snowboard trip just a week after. Yay! So, Good for you guys. There you go. Quality of life. Quality of life. No tea. So, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Chicago it is. We'll Absolutely. see you then. Right. And maybe are you going to the IDS? Maybe. Uh, I, I, I've never been. Alex has. So maybe I'll see you guys. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to go. Awesome. Well, thank you. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Have yeah, a great thank evening. Thank you. Yes, too. Bye. Bye. Take care. Thank you. Bye. We want to give a big thank you to Alex and Danielle for sharing their story with us. These two are great people that gladly share their knowledge with our industry. And I highly suggest if you get a chance to see Alex speak that you do. And if you're super interested, I suggest you go check out his hands-on course, which is happening in Miami on January 12th. Details on this episode's page at VoicesFromTheBench.com. Speaking of our website, anytime you listen to our show and you're interested to learn more about the guests, every guest we have on the show has their own page. So check out VoicesFromTheBench.com to learn more about each guest as their own. Since we're in the holiday spirit, I suggest you buy yourself a present that's going to help with your New Year's resolutions. We are less than a month from Vision 21. This is the premier business management meeting that's happening in Las Vegas from January 16th to the 19th. Barb and I will both be there recording some attendees. But this is your chance to get yourself a gift that's going to pay off in 2019. By hanging out with some big wigs in the industry, having some great content that's all about growing your business. And with Barb and I being there, this will be our first live recording. So you can come check out to see how bad we really are before I do all the editing. Head over to nadl.org to get registered. And then, of course, right after that, we have Voices of Dentistry. This is a meeting all about dental and podcasting. Barb and I will be there recording for the podcast and maybe even be a guest on a few other podcasts talking about our industry and all the greatness that comes along with us. Voices of Dentistry is January 25th to the 26th in Scottsdale. So we highly suggest you check out VoicesOfDentistry.com. All right, everyone, enjoy your holiday. We have one more episode left of this year that comes out on the last day of 2018. And so we'll talk to you then. Take care. Bye.
printing dangers. My margins are all 